Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical, and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose, and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes, and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. Here's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Phew-wee, what a week I have had. I have spent three days out in Lubbock, Texas with the Kingdom Leadership Workshop by Kingdom at Work. You heard Rick Beatenbow of Beatenbow Companies on the podcast episode. When was that? That was episode 25. Anyway, he has a workshop that he does several times a year here locally in the United States, and then he does it all over in Europe and other countries as well. So, But this is something I wanted to attend. I was invited by him to attend, and wow, they have something amazing at that. I'll share more about that as time goes on. In fact, I'm planning on sharing it next week on the 16th. May 16th is when that podcast will go live. So I'll kind of give you a download, but I will say the biggest takeaway, there are so many good takeaways. Number one, their sentence that sums up the entire event is when a kingdom leader engages in a kingdom style, a kingdom culture emerges and the kingdom of God advances. I know that's a lot of kingdom in there, and that really is a good way to summarize this workshop is that it is a lot of kingdom, a lot of what it means to take God's love and to be Christ in our businesses, to take that love and to take the style of kingdom that Jesus showed us and told us about and walked out in his own life. And how do we take that into our businesses? That is what this conference has been about. So anyway, as I I'm recovering from having those three days out of the office. And then I had another day that I just spent with my family, with my kids after that, just to to make up for some lost time, so to speak, if you can actually make up for lost time. But I spent all day Friday with the kids. This is Saturday. I moved all my coaching calls to Saturday morning. And in between the coaching calls, I'm doing recording this podcast. And really, this is just going to be a quick recording because on Monday, the when was it? The 29th, I had a meeting, a Zoom meeting. That's how I record my podcast with Greg Moore. Greg and Jane, I met them back in 2013, I believe it was, when they started the, they planted several Dayton School of Supernatural Ministry locations and churches in the Dayton, Ohio area. And he talks about in our conversation about some of the fruits of that. And this podcast would be one of those. One of the fruits of that is when I had an encounter with Christ and I had an encounter with God that showed so much power and and just personal intimacy, and I, I encountered his love, it changed the way I looked at my businesses. It changed the way I looked at everything that I do and immediately started pushing me towards the direction of what you see now as the Christ in Business podcast, soon coming the Christ in Business network, and the Growth Point company, everything was kind of birthed out of that experience that Greg and Jane created or facilitated through the Dayton School of Supernatural Ministry. So anyway, I wanted to have him on because I've gotten a couple questions because we talk quite a bit about how to hear from God or we talk quite a bit about hearing from God, but we've never actually had the conversation about what it means to talk to God and what it means to hear from God and how to do it. It's actually less religious than what you might think. There's, there is very little step-by-step process, and it really just does talk about the time that we have. But I don't want to get too much into it, but I've gotten several questions about how to actually hear from God. And that is what I wanted to, I started talking to him about it and really thought, well, who better to go to than the person who taught me? And so I reached out to him, shot him a text and said, hey, would you consider coming on the podcast? And he agreed. And so we made it happen. And that's what you're going to be listening to today with it. 
a conversation is less less of an interview and more just a conversation between Greg and I about what it means to hear from God, how to go about that if you've never heard about or never thought about your ability to hear God speak to you, then this is going to be a great podcast for you to listen to. I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. And as always, it will point you back to having that relationship with God. And that that's the core theme of this interview or the core theme of Greg and I's conversations. What does it mean to have a relationship and intimacy with God? That's kind of the core theme. Also, what you'll hear is you'll hear him share stories about how he was kind of set up, set up to fail, so to speak, in business and how God used that to turn around and actually a miracle came out of that. You also hear about his, how he walked into the city office with some zoning questions and a problem that he wanted to figure out. And through obeying God's voice and obeying God's leading, he was actually able to turn that around and get a really big win. He says as one of his gifts is getting around zoning. He's been anointed to, as a contractor and as a business owner to figure out and get around and solve problems with zoning. So anyway, I wanted to share this conversation with you. So without any further ado, without any further delay, I want to share with you. Here is the interview with Greg Moore. Greg, welcome to Christ in Business. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure being here. Well, I just several episodes ago, I did an episode where I was just sharing some of my process as far as where I was going in my business and mentioned on there the importance of hearing from God. And and that's something we talk about all the time as far as the, the three pillars of what we talk about are um, partnering with God, profiting with a purpose, and then going beyond world-class to build a kingdom-class company. But all through that is the the need to be aware of the presence and have that relationship with God where we can hear from Him. And I was talking about that. I was talking about hearing from God and hearing some from him regarding some strategic directions in my business. And I got a couple questions back. What does it mean to hear from God or how do I hear from God? Where do I even, how do I know it's God? All these questions started coming back and I started thinking through it. And really, I just thought, who better to answer that question than the person who was responsible in many ways for teaching me how to hear from God. And so for those of you who are listening, this is Greg Moore. He's a, a business owner, a minister, a pastor, a friend, <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever title you want to give him. But Greg, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, how you do it, and how you came to do it. Yeah, well, David, first of all, thanks for you know allowing me to, to speak with you today. I mean, it's just an awesome honor to be a part of your your podcast. And I know what you're doing is is uh, making a difference in the kingdom and in, in the lives of, of not only businesses, but families as well, from your perspective. So I really appreciate you and, and it's an honor to, honor to be here. Yeah. It's, I mean, my story is, is, is one where, where I was um, really kind of raised up in understanding the presence of God and the importance of a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I had, you know, a blessing of being in a, in a, raised in a Christian home, my, my both my parents were served well in in the church. But the biggest thing, the impact I think is me as who I am today is is really the the impact of relationship with proper God, and and then also you know focusing on the family first. That's what God wants. He wants a tight tight family, a, a family just really kind of uh, how can I say it? Just focused on His presence. It really is. It really. Uh, that deep relationship, that inner inner room relationship, and uh, that's been my focus kind of all my life. With that, I got into the business quite early. My dad was an entrepreneurial type. He worked for a major corporation for several years, but he also had a business on the side. And was, so it's, I've always been around that that entrepreneurship background, and then through him, really learned how to operate with the focus of kingdom first and go from there. And then I'm just, you know, I'm just working off of his ceiling really from that and understanding what it means to live in his presence. And that's, that's what it's all about. Because once you understand that he puts you on like a glove, I mean, it says that I'm trying to remember the verse, but you know, he, he puts you on 
like a glove is it just hmm. that that statement right there just blows me away when I think that we are so special to him that you know we don't wear him he wears us you know he does wow. in us and it's, it's a thing that that I and my wife Jane always try to try to live by and to model so yeah I love that picture I'll have to look up that verse because that's a a little bit of a perspective change yeah yeah it is it is it is I first met you when you were doing a, you came to Dayton, Ohio to do a, a school of supernatural ministry. Yes. And that was, tell us a little bit about that, what the, what the purpose of that is. And, and then we'll kind of dive into the, the topic at hand here. Well, yeah, it was, it was um, an opportunity that the Lord really placed on Jane and I, uh, my wife, Jane. And, and um, yeah, as we were seeking more after God, you know, and, re- and we revealed that, that, you know, the Holy Spirit is still alive today and moving in miraculous ways. You know, we just have to kind of like let him out of the box. You know, he, he's there. He dwells with. Yeah. And it's something of just realizing, you know, the Holy Spirit moves in tremendous ways and lives if we just allow him, if we just turn our face towards him and just bring us to a point of, of understanding that, hey, we need to help others understand we we both came from a a very strong denominational background Mm -hmm. very much into the word so you know father son and a lot of times it wasn't holy spirit it was holy bible because if Mm -hmm. the holy spirit was out there somewhere um we knew that yeah you know he's out there and and there was really was an understanding of of who he was and the holy spirit and uh, how he could move in in each one of us. And we just, at one point, we just, I would say the Lord just captured us and said, Hey, listen, you know, I want you to have more. And just through divine appointments and so forth, you know, we started seeking after Holy spirit and we started seeing signs, wonders, and miracles in every aspect of our lives, Mm. healing deliverances, financial things, business things. It was just pretty amazing. And then we just, just through a divine appointments, you know, we were asking, hey, can you teach this at our church, at a small little church in, in Columbus, Ohio? We said, well, sure. So we had relationship with Bethel Church out in Reading and, and where we're at now. And they had been doing schools and so forth. But we we knew we needed an eclectic mix of, of you know, where we're at and who we're speaking with and who we're trying to train and so forth. So we just kind of came up with this model of trying to live a supernatural lifestyle and equating that to an everyday life for people and mm-hmm. how it kind of kind of came about and you know we, we planted uh three basically three three schools and out of that you know we were equipping and training leaders through the whole time it's like hey you guys can do this you guys can equip and train others because that's what it's all about is just getting up you know spreading the gospel spreading mm-hmm. the wisdom and uh into others and there's 12 14 you know training centers now and things going around uh, wow. the Midwest and so forth. So that, that we don't have any contact with anymore. It was just like planting and get, getting those going and get the fire started. Uh, yeah, just uh, the fruit of getting started. Right, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, in fact, this podcast, I'd say, is a fruit of that um, as well. There's no way this would have happened if, without me learning the identity of who I was in Christ. Yeah. That, that we we are Christ's body and that we are called to be Christ and, and totally. that, that's what the name name of the podcast is, Christ in Business. Okay, right. we are Christ in Business. So, right, um, right. Yeah, that would have never happened without without your starting. So, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for that. And guys, this is for those of you listening. This is this was a huge moment because just I used to say, and maybe I heard it from you, or I'm not sure, but I grew up in a very very much a Father, Son, and Holy Scriptures type type background. And in fact, I went to Bible college while I was preparing to go into business. I went to Bible college and actually I had to sign a waiver that said, or sign something that said I would not speak in tongues or I would not, <laughs> would not exercise the gifts of the spirit. So, yeah. um, ironic, but I don't have any judgment against, no. against that, that school because the gospel is still being preached and, Absolutely. um, people are still coming into relationship with God and there's lots of good work that comes out of that. So yeah. don't, hear any judgment from me yeah. on that whatsoever yeah well, you know, however it's, it's it's funny because you know I, I always just come to the fact that people don't know what they don't know you know and, yeah. and until they're until it's placed in front of them and they experience what that aspect of whatever you know they're experiencing is 
that's their knowledge. That's, I mean, you know, what you mm-hmm. experience is what, uh, what your knowledge comes from a lot of times. So it's better caught than taught, as they say. That's, that's good to know. So, so maybe there's several people listening. And in fact, I know there are, know there are people listening because the questions have come in. How do you tell someone who's maybe has never heard of this idea that, that they could hear from God, um, that they could sense God's leadership or they could sense God's voice? How do you even introduce that to someone? Well, I mean, you, you first have to understand that it is, you know, a personal relationship. You, you have to, you have to be in that secret place. You have to be willing to, to spend the time and it might be awkward at first. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, how can I possibly be praying for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, and it's that dedication to the father, that, that relationship, that's the key to anything. I think when you get the understanding from hearing God and, and hearing his voice versus your own, and it's obviously uh, developed in the word of God, but also in the presence of God and, and just understanding that, that, that word presence dynamic is something that, uh, it's a heart thing and God will recognize that and, and God will bring that to you. You know, my, in my personal life, if, like I said earlier, I mean, if, if God's willing to make the statement, you know, I, I put you on like a glove. I mean, how, I mean, just think of that. I mean, you're, we're always thinking, okay, yeah, we need God to cover us or whatever, but he says, no, 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 no. I put you on like a glove you know it's that that it's that total abiding that brings you to the point of wow if if he's that much caring for me if he loves me that much that he would be willing to put me on who does he think i am he he, he thinks hey i am you you are I, I i'm i'm abiding in you you're abiding in me it's that oneness that really brings you to that presence and you know you can hear him in so many different ways but it's at the quiet time initially, I think, that you have to understand it's that heart-to-heart, that spirit-to-spirit connection that, that each one of us have that we just have to seek after. You have to be hungry for it and understand that he will mm-hmm. speak. Yeah, I think the best way I've come to explain it is that it starts with the understanding that one of God's greatest values in the gospel and in Scripture is intimacy with us. And, and that it starts from that place is that it, because one of his greatest values is intimacy with us, then one of our greatest values ought to be intimacy with him. Yeah. And starting from from that place, the first time I was right before you guys came into Dayton, I had made the commitment. I was I had recently started a business, and it was God had called me back into business and said, uh, "Last time you did it for yourself. This time I want you to do it to glorify me." And I started and I said, well, I do, because of the nature of where I was at, I, I just didn't have any, any money to give or any tithe. And I wanted to be, wanted to still honor God with what, what I had. And I said, well, the two resources I ha- we have in life are time and money and relationships. So since I don't have any money that I'm going to tithe my time. And I, I, I didn't know what it, it was kind of scary at the time. It's like, how do I even, it's hard to spend five minutes, 10 minutes in, in prayer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give the first ten percent of my day. So the first two point two point two four hours of my of my day to God. So and so that part of that was studying scripture, part of that was reading, and part of that was was prayer. But I, I got to the point where that time was my favorite time of the day. Is is and didn't have words for it at the time, but looking back, that was when I was hearing from God. Yeah. And that was when I was hearing quite a bit. And it was it was in that season that I had it discovered how to actually partner with God and um, um, hear from him in, in business as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it starts, like you said, it starts from that intimacy. Yeah. It starts yeah. from it's that. Funny, it reminds me, you know, starting out, um, I think the first time I really said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this commitment every morning to lay face down on the floor, father, and just seek your face, you know? And within five minutes, mm-hmm. I fell asleep. You know, and I'm going, I'm going, oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I started apologizing and all of a sudden I heard God's voice say, don't you love it when your kids fall asleep in your arms? And that just, mm. that just wrecked me. That just wrecked mm. me that he's okay with that. You know, he wants you to be in his presence, in, in that peace, that place of comfort, you know? And when I stood there, it's like, 
oh, okay, this this is this is not as difficult as I'm making it. <laughs> you know, he yeah. he wants us near no matter what shape we're in. He wants us near to him. You know, and that, yes, uh, yes, that was so good. That is that is good because I've had the same experience. I've learned to learn to call it the work of rest. Yeah, and, <laughs> but it's going to say, all right, I'm going to spend the next time praying and worshiping, and, and five minutes later, I'm conked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I walked through that same. One of the, his attributes is peace. Um, he is the Prince of Peace and Absolutely. the Spirit of Peace. When he comes, and when we're, for those of you listening, this is a, this is a key point: is when it feels like you're in the chaos of business, because sometimes business just feels chaotic. Um, in fact, more it feels more chaotic more um, than it does peaceful at times. But when you're able to just invite the Holy Spirit and invite invite Him into um, this time or this the time that you have with him spent directly with him then then that that peace you get you learn that peace and it it is refreshing it is his presence becomes one of the most comforting things if you if you can just make the time for it and then make the time for him make the time to abide with him and spend time directly committed to him the same way you would make the time for a management meeting or a, a key employee or your spouse or your children setting aside time for intimacy with that your relationship with God is is becomes one of the most treasured moments of your day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what is I often say that hearing God's voice starts with the belief that you can hear God's voice. Yeah. Um because if you don't believe you can, then you you won't be listening for it. What are some of the a lot of the audience is a real practical. They're they're in business and they want want some practical steps or some some maybe some training wheels, so to speak. Yeah. For yeah. So setting aside time for God, that might be a, a first step. What's what's some of the second steps, third steps that you'd guide people into? Well, I think I think when you're understanding your hearing God's voice, you can hear it in so many different ways. It can be a thought. It can be a picture. It can be an experience. For example, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a good example. I was going from a project, driving in my truck, and I wanted to stop by Circle K, which is my favorite place to stop because they have the best crushed ice in the world. I didn't know if you knew that. I was just going to say that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the best place to get ice. <laughs> and and I, I pull up, I'm, I'm, I'm in my truck, and I pull up and I stop and park. And right before I get in, I just feel God just saying, I want you to make this place happy because all of a sudden I heard him say that. And I experienced that because all of a sudden I just felt this little shot of joy come in my spirit. I'm just going, okay, God, what is that? And he just said, just, I just wanted you to make this place happy. So I just kind of like, okay, I have faith. Faith is confidence in a person's character and confidence in that and an outcome. So I walked through the door and just by him speaking to me that I had a smile on my face, just a natural, you know, and I, and I walk yeah. into the uh, pot machine and I'm getting my ice and all of a sudden uh, a girl, young lady dressed in the whole black goth, gothy type thing was up to my right, you know. I smiled and said hi and kind of stepped back and and I said, what are you doing today? And she just said, well, I come to this place because I get ice and, and a drink from my mom. She loved this ice. And I just started laughing. I just kind of like smiled, you know, chuckled. I go, you know what? I said, you are the best daughter in the world for taking the time to get your mother ice, to drive somewhere just so she can have ice. I said, well, she just she just uh, loves you so much. And just she's just so proud of you probably because of that. And here's this girl who walked in. When I first looked at her, she was totally like, you know, the eyes were furled. It was kind of like, you know, uh, she was probably thinking of my oh, my mom's making me do this again, you know, type of thing. But really, I changed that perspective by by just calling the, what God sees her as being a servant, saying, "Hey, you're taking the time, no matter whether you like it. You're taking the time to to do something nice for your mother, and I love you for that." And there again, she may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ or anything like, but she now experienced the presence of God because I released that into her, that joy and that peace, and she had this huge smile on her face right next to the left. While this is going on, there's this young mom with two children and a baby and she's holding the baby and she's trying to, she's fizzling around trying to get them all situated where she could actually get her a cup of coffee or whatever. And 
Mm-hmm. And uh, because I was trying to move to the left, she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I go, no, no, no. I said, you're an awesome mom. I mean, for you to be able to come into a place like this with three kids that age, I mean, they were like one, two, and three, you know, crazy time. And I said, <laughs> I said, you're just doing an awesome job. I, I, I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of you. How, how are you able to do this? She goes, well, thank you so much. And she actually started crying. You know, here, here's, here's somebody that, that did that. I, I turn around beside me, just glance, and there's these three guys, construction workers, standing there kind of waiting the group. And they're all watching this all going on. And they all kind of like had smiles on their faces. And I gave them the old, you know, the, the guy head nod type of thing, you know, and they all nodded back and smiled. Yep. I walk over the register and the guy behind the register says, is, is that all, is that all you want? And I said, uh, no, that's not. I just, I just want to tell you how, uh, how great this store looks for you, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning after this huge rush probably came in, this store to look this nice. I said, I just want to thank you for that, for doing that. And he goes, well, thank you very much, sir. Is there anything else I can do for you? I mean, it's, it's just that noticing those little things, you know, that starts yeah. out where, where God just gave me this little shot of joy. And I said, okay, that means that he probably wants me to release that somewhere and just asking him, taking the time to ask him, Lord, what's that mean? He says, I want you to release joy in this place. And just by doing those simple little things, mm-hmm. you know, it shifts atmospheres. It shifts you because we are atmosphere changers. I mean, when we walk in, yeah. the person walks in the room and you notice them, you know, it's because they are shifting an atmosphere. We're good or bad on the kingdom mm-hmm. side. It's obviously it's, it's a good thing. So it's, it's just recognizing that voice in those, in those thoughts or those feelings. You know, and other times yeah, I get little little snapshots or I'll have a quick little mental note of something and I'll simply ask after I get that, I'll say, Father, what's that mean? And usually it'll come yeah. right to my mind, okay, this means such and such or whatever, you know, or or something to be mm-hmm. aware of, you know, throughout the day. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways you can do that. And dreams and visions obviously yeah. are other things that uh, that can mm-hmm. happen to you at night as well. Yeah, I've I've noticed that Sometimes randomly, uh, someone will, uh, a name will jump into my mind and I wasn't thinking about it or wasn't thinking about anybody, but following that up with a text or with a phone call yeah. has been led to some of the most timely conversations. Yeah. And sometimes, guys, when, when you're walking through this, sometimes it's not this sit in your office and dim the lights and wait for this big, big experience to to happen sometimes it's simply just recognizing that God is talking to you the same way if you and your wife are out um, just doing errands throughout the day yeah um, your wife is there talking to you and sometimes it's simply just being aware that God's presence is there yeah. if you're a part of his family and you've been adopted into into his household you you he's there yeah. and he's talking with you and just being being willing to say okay this maybe not maybe this isn't ADD <laughs> maybe this is actually maybe this is actually hearing God's voice, and maybe He's leading me to go love on someone, or leading me to to an opportunity I didn't know existed, or leading me to wherever. And ultimately, I found it it's always going to be related to people in some way, and how we can love His children or love someone into His yeah. into His family. Yeah. But sometimes it's it's not not a big life-altering event. Sometimes it is, but but a lot of times it's it's just being aware of his presence. If we start the day, I've learned if we start the day dedicating the day and spending some time with him specifically, you're just aware a lot more of what's going on and a lot a lot more of his presence around you throughout the day. Wow. And you can start following him step by step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get you get to a point where, you know, when you realize that God resides, he's in us. And I'm thinking of all the different verses. I mean there's tons that talks about his face to shine upon us and give us peace and, uh even from the beginning let there be light i mean there was something about that that light it's always producing always going forward it's all always creating you know and and when you turn you know and let his face just shine upon you you can't do anything but reflect it to that so mm-hmm. you know I, i'm i'm at a point now where i can be any situation and do I do this all the time? No. But if I remember, and if I start my day off right, I usually remember that I can just turn and say, Father, what are you doing in this situation? You know, you know, you could be in a very stressful mm-hmm. situation. And if you just stop and pull back and say, Father, 
what are you doing? What's going on here? What are you speaking to me about? And he will, you'll get into that place of peace, peace of understanding that, you know, no matter what, his presence resides in you. And at any point, any day, any time that you can just turn towards him and, and he'll give you that peace and understanding to deal with that situation that you're at. You know, it's, um, yeah. And don't be afraid just to, to step out and do it. I mean, people, oh my gosh, was that me or was that God? Well, I don't know. Try it. You know, <laughs> I can't tell how many yeah. times yeah. Where, where I've done something, you know, I think, oh, that must be God. And I'll go do it. And it's just like, bomb. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> he, you know, but he's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, he's up there going, hey, good job. Way to give it a try. You know, I always encourage you to pay for about, you know. A for effort. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that we have the mind of Christ too. It's in scripture. When we're in a when we're in the habit and the place where we're abiding, I think a lot more of our thoughts that are our thoughts are also his thoughts as well. Yeah. Because he changes it. As the, um, we see it in scripture that when Moses came and spent time with God, it, it changed his appearance. It changed who he was. And that's what the Holy Spirit does is he changes us to be more like him yeah. as, as we spend time with him. So the, the closer we get to him, the more, the more our thoughts align with him, the more our values align with him. And, and yeah. so there are clear things that, yes, this is, this is David. This is David's idea. And then there are clear ideas that we, well, yeah, this is completely God's idea because it wouldn't have ever worked out this way without, without um, him being the author of it. Right. But then there's the stuff in the middle where, if you think it might be him or you think it might might be you, you're not sure, then it's probably a good chance that, that just step out and take the risk. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, take that, take that leap of faith. Yeah. You know, and, and in regards to that, you know, you were referring to, you know, basically renewing the mind, uh, Romans 12 too. Several weeks ago, I, I don't know, four or five, six weeks ago or something. I was actually reading in, in Romans 12 and it started out and all of a sudden this revelation came as, you know, how do I have the mind of Christ? You know, I totally have to lose my mind. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and you say that, you go, whoa, what are you talking about? But that's really what it means. It means, you know, giving yourself fully and totally and not, and basically, you know, losing my mind. Uh, just, just putting mm-hmm. mine aside and always focusing on and realizing, Lord, what are you doing in this situation? Yeah. How do you see this? This person, you know, tell me about this person that's that's speaking with me or uh, those type of things. And, and as we, as we get to that point of, you know, go to him first, no matter what situation, and it can just be a quick little thing. You'd be amazed how, how he can start moving, you know, in those situations and, and thoughts and, and uh, ideas and everything else that you have uh, coming up through business and your family and uh, out in public or whatever. So it's a, a good reminder that, to be so committed and so submitted to his will and to his voice that we, we second guess our own and our own will, our own mind and, and go to him first. Um, that's a good reminder of that, of that. And like a child too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, Jay and I went to a conference one time and they had these, and I had never been in the one, a prophetic session where you go in and three people prophesy to you over what the Lord's seeing, how the Lord sees you, and that kind of stuff. And what caught me about James was she had uh, like a college-age guy, a younger high school guy, and then there was a kid who was like 12. And so she stood in front of them, and they started talking about, you know, how God saw them or whatever. And this little kid in the middle who was 12 was just reading James' mail, like past, present, and future. I mean, it was just like, crazy she said she was just so blown away by it but they got done with this little session and these two older guys turned to this young kid and said man how long have you been doing this and you know how did that happen he goes he said well my mom and dad always said that we had the mighty christ so i i thought that anything that pops into my head has to be jesus so i just said what i first thing that popped in my head and that was it you know it's kind of like that's how we have to, that's how we have to get to that place. Be like kids, you know, and mm-hmm. just, just reserve yourself that, Hey, you know, if, if I truly believe that he lives inside of me, it's, it's that specific thing of, of, uh, Hey, 
I trust that the first thing that pops in my head is going to be him because I am one with him, mm-hmm. one with me. So it's, it's amazing how, how that can really, really shift things around in your perspective. Yeah, it does. I've learned to dial back the filter. A lot of times I'll be in a restaurant or in a store or something like that, and an ideal or a response will pop into my head to the way someone said something. And, yeah. and I'm in the process of trying to, to turn down the power of my own mind as far as, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, or maybe I would, or how should I say that, or, and just to jump in with it and, right. and see where God takes it. So right. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a good, good reminder. I think one thing that, that um, I think related to business, David, that's really helped me in understanding, you know, once, once I realized you know, God is, is there with me um, no matter where I'm at, I, I love testimonies. Jay and I both love testimonies. We're testimony junkies. Mm-hmm. You know, Revelation is nineteen ten. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Jesus lives inside of me, so things that happen through me, you know, I want to express those to others because it's, he'll do it again. He'll do those things again. Yeah. I was uh, doing some consulting work for a major concrete firm on a. They were doing a major project. Need somebody to come in to to kind of help manage the project overall on a global picture. It was a a major malt project actually in Columbus. And um, there was a situation where the specifications weren't uh, really where they needed to be on the project. And the concrete firm I was uh, consulting with, it did everything to spec. And then by the time the steel guys came in, they started studying the steel. A lot of the steel elevations were off and they had to do some major modifications in the steel because Mm -hmm. of the elevation changes and that and those type of things. And I knew that we as as the the foundation company had done things properly. And you start looking in the specifications, there's always tolerances. Well, the tolerances that they weren't allowing for in the steel erection was a gap of inch to two inches. So by the time you get up multiple stories, I mean you can be up four or five inches from elevation and different things. So anyway, uh, we were doing this job for a, a national construction firm as a subcontractor. And uh, I kind of tell you a little bit of backstory with that. Uh, it's not a kingdom business. So they invited me up to this meeting up in Cleveland. This project manager did say, hey, I just need to sit down and go over the plan so we can see how we can fix this situation. So I'm mm-hmm. okay. And so... I had done all my homework on the concrete side, the ACI standards and so forth. And for some reason, when I was looking into these different things, the Lord had me start going into how to do specifications and structural steel and all this other stuff. And I, I'm thinking, why am I reading this stuff? I had no idea why I was reading this before the meeting. But I thought it was interesting. So I just, you know, kind of kept on reading and understanding whatever. So I get up to this meeting and um, project manager, he, he greets me. He says, hey, I'll, I'll be with you in just a second. So I'm thinking initially that I'm just meeting just with him. He comes out and says, mm-hmm. well, I'll be about 10 more minutes. I says, because I got to wait for the others. And I said, others? I said, who's the others? And he says, well, um, we got a, our president of our company, da 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 his name, our vice president is, is going to be in the meeting, our uh, CFO, and uh, our two attorneys. And I'm going, huh. Okay, here I just driven two and a half hours up for this meeting, and okay, I'm going. To, okay, this is the setup. You know, obviously, duh. So <laughs> I I retreat to my quiet place, which is the men's restroom, <laughs> and, and I drop down on my knees, and I and I literally in the men's restroom, and I didn't know if there's stuff on the ground or whatever. I just dropped down on my in my business suit, you know, and I said, Father, I said, you know exactly why I'm here. And you know what's going to happen. I said, so Father, let my words be your words. Everything that you've taught me, you've, you've given me, you know, let this just come out this meeting. And Father, I just bless everyone in this meeting. I bless the president, the vice president, the CFO, the two attorneys, and the project manager. I said, God, just bless them with peace and understanding. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, that took a minute, right? So I get out, come out, and then, and then he says, well, okay, let's come into the conference room. So all these guys, and there was probably like, instead of five other people, there was like 10 other people 
I mean, they were sitting around the front of So <laughs> I'm going, this is, is going to be so good. And, I mean, because I felt total at peace. Like, something's going to happen here. I'm just like anticipating, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, it's the glory of God going to fall down and everybody's going <laughs> to... So they start drilling down on these questions. And all of a sudden, you know, I started answering with things I have never, I don't think I'd ever read before, but they were coming out of my mouth. And these solutions and understandings of how, how, you know, these, I mean, structural steel specification in the American Society of Steel. I mean, things were coming out of the book that I don't think I had ever read before. Hmm. And they were just kind of like, after this hour meeting of me being grilled about all these different things, I said, okay, thank you very much. And, you know, thanks for working with us or whatever. I, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, okay, Lord, what just happened? And I knew what just happened, but, but they were just kind of like shocked. Well, the next morning I go into the construction site to, to see the teams, uh, just to check in. I'm usually not on the site, but I just stop in there and, the, and I walk into the construction company's trailer and the superintendent looks, turn, turns for me, goes, what did you do? And I go, what are you talking about? And he says, I get this phone call at 10 o'clock last night and they want me to, ask you if you'll work for us. And I'm going, what are you talking about? Because you don't understand. He says, when they do this, they pull the subcontractors into these meetings because they want to get money off of their contract. They want to negotiate because they want to try to prove that you screwed up. And then they take this money that they get off of your contract and they go have parties and they go, they go on like group vacations and stuff with that money. I'm going, what? <laughs> And he goes, oh, yeah, they do They do it in just about every project. Anytime they'll have big parties and stuff because they just save $30,000 or $80,000. They'll take trips, all sorts of kind of stuff. And I go, you have to be kidding me. He goes, no. He goes, they want to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> because because everything that they intended got turned upside down, you know, and it was just because I took that one minute of time you know, and trusted in the Lord that, you know, I had that faith, that confidence in the pers- person's character and confidence in the outcome that just, it just turned to turn the tides. And, and at that time I did that before every meeting, no matter what kind of meeting it was, I do that every meeting now, every meeting, whether it's mm-hmm. my truck, whether it's kneeling down on the floor of the, of the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. And, and you'd be amazed how, how God, uh, just that those those quick little moments of of seeking his face and seeking his understanding how how it can shift atmospheres no matter where you go it's pretty cool yeah and i've done i've done something similar before um before my meetings probably for about almost two years now yeah and i've actually walked in from from a coaching perspective i've walked in and, and into meetings and every every time i went into a meeting i dedicated it to god and asked ask God to give me insight about their business, about what's going on and yeah. just to let my words be his words and seen some pretty crazy stuff. I've gone, I've gone 18 months with a hundred percent sales record, closing record, just because listening to him and, and we're, yeah. we're not, we're not talking small sales. These are, these are our big contracts and, and stuff that, that are going into kind of, transform and, and reorganize the way these companies are, are running and, and um, to yeah. boost their profits and prepare them for sale and, and all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah. these literally it's, it's learning the voice of God and then applying it, learning it in the quiet time and in that secret place. And I think that's the key yeah. is learning what God's presence feels like yeah. and learning what his arms feel like, what it feels like to climb up in his lap and, and just be there and worship him and love him and and receive his love and being able to learn that and then be able to take that and walk that out through the rest of your day. Yeah. It's what I call, Ephesians says that the Father blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Yeah. And it's what I call taking those spiritual blessings and pulling them down from heaven and using them for earthly application. Yeah. Um, and what, how how can we apply it when working with clients or working with team members or working with even our just our spouse or our, our kids or yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a practical um, day by day living in God's word and I wish 
I wish it were something where you could say step one, step two, step three. And maybe I started this podcast thinking that, yeah, it, it's a step one, step two, step three. Because there is some practical things you can do. Sure. But um, there are just some things that you can do to to get in the mindset and get in, in the place where you're willing and ready to hear from God. But that can quickly, if you're not, uh, it can quickly become religious and it can quickly become a set of practices you do without the presence, um, as opposed to just booking out time in your calendar and say, this time is my time with my father in heaven. Right. And this time, whatever, if, even if it's just sitting, sitting in the, in a chair in a quiet room and saying, God, I, there's a, a Greek word in the new Testament called phronio or phroneo. Yes. This is, I direct my attention. I direct my affections towards you. Yeah. yeah. And God, I just, Right now, I have all this stuff going on, but just like what you did in the bathroom, God, there's all this stuff going on, but I force or I choose to put my attention to you. I choose to worship you. Yeah. And that's what I say the, the Lord's Prayer is that, that first half is just a declaration. Father, I, I, I declare holy is your name on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And and that that declaration like I, this is i choose to make my life declare these things yes. and then from there from there i need you as as my daily bread i need your presence i need your i need your your touch and your provision um yes. but so if if there's anything um you can hear the testimonies in fact there's uh greg if you're if you're a testimony junkie you'll you'd like the what was that episode um, 27, we talked to uh, a guy named Vikas Nell, um, who is a labor force lawyers brought into companies who basically, um, he's brought in to retrench all the employees and close down the close down company. Yeah. And he's, he was on his way. He was um, asked to do this and he was on his way to a, a meeting, um, in a boardroom at a hotel. And, and he said, God, all the numbers point to retrenchment. So I'm going to recommend this unless you tell me something different. And God, he heard God say, tell him to give me give the company to me. So he went and he made this presentation. He said, my professional recommendation is that you retrench and that you close the company down. However, on the way into this meeting, I, I thought I heard God say to give the company to him. And he took that bold move and, and suggested that. And, the, and the, the owners of the company said, we'll give them 30 days. We'll give them 30 days and then we'll shut the company. <laughs> and what happened is the next 30 days, they broke an all-time company sales record that saved the company. Wow. And allowed them to keep, keep all their employees um, where they're at. They have 25% unemployment and they hire a lot of older women. So it's not likely that they'd get, them, get a, other jobs. Yeah. And... The company had been kept alive for years by the profits of another company, a sister company. And just because they cared about their employees so much, but um, they had tried their best all year long to get the, to get the sales up and get everything going, but it just wasn't happening. And they finally said, we can't do it. We tried everything, everything that we know to do. And it's just not, it's, we can't, we can't keep the company open. Right. And then we broke 18 year sales record um, in, in one month. They gave the company to God. So, yeah, I love it. Um, so whether it's something like that or something like what you said just before a meeting or whether it be even simply hiring a person before you go in for, bring them in for an interview or before a sales appointment, it's just being able to take that pause. It still goes back to that first minutes of the day when you've dedicated that yeah. that that time to God absolutely, um, and recognizing his presence it without that, without that ability to recognize his presence. Once you learn it in a, a still quiet place, then it's easier to take it out into the world around you um, through the events. So I guess that would be the, <clears throat> my conclusion or my, my t big takeaway from what we're talking about is that that, that first time during the day is that a lot of times we will, we'll fill our mornings with activities and getting ready for the day without, without creating margin right. um, in our morning process. Right. You know, and it's, and it's, and it's, as you encounter people on a day-to-day -day basis and encounter situations, it's, it's really is, you know, with whether it be clients, employees or whatever, um, it's that simply asking the father, father, how do you, how do you see this person? First of all, you know, where are they at mm -hmm. today? 
and he might give you some great revelation. He may not give you anything in that uh, respect, but because you stepped out and did that, there's going to be residual effects of of that coming through. You know, I had a, a quick little mm-hmm. testimony of of uh, some pastor friends uh, were trying to do a, like an Airbnb type thing at their house, and out here in Reading, they have huge impact fees on things, and and uh, to do this little turn their detached garage they had an existing garage but they have a detached garage they wanted to turn it into a place where they could have missionaries come in and that they could stay for as long as they wanted to have their own little apartment mm-hmm. and and uh, uh have this but you know they they uh the pastors called me and they said yeah but they want like because of this, they want like thirty five thousand dollars in impact fees and i go i go really and they go yeah and they said can you help us but i said well you know, I'll give it a shot or whatever. So I kind of created, <laughs> created this little plan and, you know, beforehand, I'm, I'm usually, I'm actually, the Lord's blessed me with the gift to be able to get through zoning and all these different things um, and all these different uh, governmental things. I've never, ever had, I mean, I've been doing this for 35 years. I never had a problem. I've never had one that I... You, you better be careful, otherwise you'll start getting calls from this podcast. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But it's funny, because... Uh, so, as I, so I take this little plan, and then I go into the city offices, the building department. And right before I get on my truck, um, I hear the Lord say, and I didn't pray anything. All of a sudden, out of, just a thought came to my mind, um, let them be creative. And I'm thinking, okay, what does that... Let them be creative. Let, what's that mean? As I'm walking in, I'm going, okay. So I had this plan, this little eight and a half by 11 uh, thing that I did. And I go and the chief building officials there and I kind of tell him line there. And he goes, well, let me get the plan, uh, the uh, city planner in here as well. And we're just at the front counter. And I have this plan of what they want to do. And um, right before I lay it in front of them, I turn it upside down and I, I throw it on the counter and I go, this is my situation. And I didn't show them the plan. It didn't, it was a blank sheet of paper, what they were looking at. And I said, if this was your property, if this was your situation and you wanted to do this, 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 and this as the outcome and the purpose you want to use it, what would you guys do? What would, how would you design it? How would you do that? So anyway, so and I'm just thinking, did I really just say this? You know, what are they thinking? You know, they're expecting planes to come in. And all of a sudden, they just start talking. How big is it? And, well, you could put this in it. You could put this in it. Da, 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 da. So they, they start talking about this amongst themselves. I'm just kind of sitting there smiling. You know, they're, they're being creative of how, how they do this. And I go, and I understand that. And as I said, I understand that the, the, there's some large impact fees in that. And they both looked at each other and went, hmm. And a second hesitation, she goes, well, you know what? The planner, she goes, if we classify it as this, it'd just be like $1,200. And I'm going, well, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. And then the building inspector says, well, you know, because of that, you know, you really aren't supposed to have a kitchen in there. But you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. Go ahead and put a kitchen in there. You don't have, you don't have to worry about this, this, and this, and sprinkler systems and all that kind of stuff. I'm going, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and, I said, and then I said, I had the, the nerve to say, so you think you can get this uh, turned over uh, pretty quickly if I get you a, a plan and get reviewed? And he goes, well, we're running three or four weeks out, but you bring it in, we'll get it for you in a couple of days. You know, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was, just uh, it was so funny. Um, so even the little things, you know, a little small little project, it'd be amazing how, how if you, if you uh, you know that listen to that still quiet voice and just go for it and just see what happens that uh, yeah he's yeah. your back he's got your back for sure yeah it's it's I love the I love the, your definition of faith um, and you've you've said it kind of in passing a little bit but I do want to highlight it yeah just as the as the as the close to this episode um, go ahead and share that again yeah faith uh, um, you know a lot of you hear a lot of people say faith is risk it's you know it's it's really stepping out above and beyond your your capabilities, but, but no faith is simply, uh, simply, uh, confidence in a person's character or in co- confidence in an outcome. You know, the person's character as a, as a believer, the person's character, that person is Jesus. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. you know, 
God is good. <laughs> you know, so that outcome is yeah. going to be good. Um, you know, uh, and and sometimes those outcomes may not be exactly what you thought, but it'll it'll roll into something even bigger. Uh, you know, more than you can ever hope or imagine. You mentioned Ephesians before. Um, you know, and yeah. I think it's Ephesians four twenty or three twenty or whatever. It says, you know, uh, you end up with more than you could ever hope or imagine. El peace is basically what hope means. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that it's that confidence in in uh, in the person, the person of Jesus. So that's what faith mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and that can and that can start with um, just your knowledge of Scripture. Um, and then you can take that into your quiet time in the morning yeah. um, or your time with him that you s- kind of set aside and say, this is my time with my father. Right. And then you, take, and then from there it, it builds up into a faith and a confidence in who he is as a person, who he is as your father and, and, and who he is as your savior, um, as a brother. And you take that and that'll spill out into how you live your life and how you make decisions and how you do that. But it, but again, it it starts, God will meet you wherever you are. Um, Wherever you are, he will meet you there and he'll bring you closer to him. Because again, going back to the beginning, that's his number one priority. His biggest value is, is intimacy with you, um, his relation with you. And so he will meet you wherever you are and then lead you closer into him. So my encouragement um, for those of you who are listening and you're, you're really wanting to hear God's voice and you're really wanting to to um, understand how you can partner with God and how you can how you can use your company as a tool um, to to just to serve God and to glorify God with my my encouragement would be to to start in that place to um, with the morning um, to start or whenever it is but start um, I say morning because that, that's the way it's worked out to me. I'm not a morning person, but I decided to be. Yeah. Um, so um, so um, I kept to, in order to make two and a half hours, um, around two and a half hours, my my time with God, I had to change my morning. I started waking up at one point. I was waking up at three in the morning yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, that doesn't work. I yeah, I now wake up at, at, at um, 5.30 to do it. But... But it's, it's um, whatever that time is, I say morning just because it, it sets the tone of your day. It sets your mind on the right place. It recenters you to, to who God is and, and um, who, who you are through him. And um, so I would encourage that would be your first step is to set aside a time in your morning ritual, in your morning routine that this is, this is my time with my father. Yeah. And, and to set that up and guard that. Um, period. And then the next step is to be aware and learn his presence in that time and then be aware of, of where he meets you throughout the day um, and bring him along with you through into meetings, into, into situations, into sales calls, into uh, management meetings, whatever, whatever you're doing, um, bring him along with you. Yep. And, and really, you know, and during that time too, you know, have a notebook, have something where you can write on your yes. phone or whatever, of whatever, whatever happened during that time, whether it be a simple one word, like a word just kept on coming to you during that time of prayer. Father, what's this mean? You may not even have that answer, but write it down, get it, get it in, uh, on a journal or whatever, whether it be your iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed how you can go back through that and, and start reading through these different things that you heard that you, that you felt or whatever. And they start making sense, um, for mm-hmm. situations and that kind of stuff. It's all, always great to have that record that, Quote that testimony of what happened during that quiet time thing that that uh, that he'll do it again and he'll uh, he'll use it in a mighty way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Greg, I thank you for your time. Yeah, um, you know, we're a few minutes over over what we said we'd do, but um, I appreciate you taking the time to to come on and share um, share some stories and share your experience and and your history. Yep, love um, with God. Yes, loved it. Yep, appreciate it, David. And, you know, if we could, I'd, All right. I'd like to close in prayer real quick if we could. Absolutely. I was just going to ask you, is there any any prayer or um, word that you you'd, you feel God speaking or sharing that you want to share with us? Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, through the, through the whole whole process, I just <laughs> kept on hearing the Lord say, you know, be the best, be the best. And, um, you know, this may mean the, something for someone particularly, but, but I think it's, it's for us all. Um, and and best is broken down, I think, into um, 
believe. I mean, a, a B would be believe. Believe in in the in the people that you're dealing with. Believe in in your calling. Believe in your in in uh, your vision that the Lord's giving you. In the principles um, that He's giving you. Believe in those. Um, write them down. Keep keep them close to your heart. Um, you know, E would be encourage. I think encourage one another. Uh, encourage yourself. Encourage those around you, your clients, your customers, uh, the people you come in contact with. Share like we did. Um, S would be share. Share like we did just today on testimony, sharing what God's doing in your life. Share experiences you had, good or bad, with others, um, because it can bring to a greater revelation of, of truth and understanding of what you're doing. And then I think um, probably T would probably be trust. You know, trust in the Lord. Trust in what the gifts He's given you. Um, that that He's going to help you uh, be on the increase. Uh, that He trusts you as you trust Him. And uh, I think that's something that that um, uh, we all need. Just that total trust, that total belief, that total understanding, that total faith um, in understanding His presence that He lives in. And through us, you know, he's, he's in us mm -hmm. uh, for our sake and on us for the sake of others. So, you know, Father, I just, I just thank you for all those listeners that are out there today. I thank you, God, for David and, and his, his ministry that he's doing. His kingdom ministry is just helping so many, Father. And there's, um, there's a Bruce out there. I don't know, um, who that might be, but there's a Bruce out there. And, and, uh, I feel like he's, He's, he's saying it's time to step forward and take charge that, that there are people around you that are waiting for you to, to step into the forefront and to lead. And because you're an excellent servant leader, um, you serve well, uh, and you serve others well and, and you lead by raising up others and, and people are just dying for you to do that. So Bruce, I just, if you're listening, uh, there might be somebody later on too that, that, uh, it's time to step up and step out. Uh, because God has your back. And, and, uh, if you're wondering, you know, why I really want to do this, I really want to do this, but, you know, I don't want people to think, uh, you know, bad of me or like I'm trying to take over, but, uh, I just feel like the Lord's just saying, you know, okay, it's time to step up and step out and, uh, and use the gift that God's given you. So we just bless those words in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And for Bruce, if, you're hearing us um, jump into the Facebook group. It's the I am Christ in business Facebook group. Um, Greg, I'll invite you to be a part of the group as well. Awesome. Um, either that, or you can just go to the David Robertson.com slash group and it'll forward you right there. So you can either search for I am Christ in business, or you can um, go to the David Robertson.com slash group. Either way, whether you're Bruce or you're not Bruce, um, I encourage you to do that and come be a part of the community. God is building a network around the world. We have, um, like last time I checked, 20, 23 or 24 different um, countries uh, where people are listening from. Awesome. And um, we've heard from Vikas in South Africa. We've heard from um, uh, plenty of people here in the United States. Um, I'd encourage any of you to go ahead and jump in on the um, in the community, in the group, um, and um, just be a part, share what God is doing um, through you, um, around you, and in your own business as you, as you step out to be Christ in business. So guys, I bless you until next week. I bless you to go to partner with God. I bless you to profit with purpose in your business. And I bless you to go beyond world-class and to build a kingdom-class company because we know as God's kids in business, the world, we don't let the world set the standard for us. We let God set the standard for what we do in business. So I bless you to go build a kingdom class business that has an impact on the culture, the community, and the cities around you. So until next week, go be Christ in business. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I want to make sure you heard that right. You are Christ in business. You have been adopted into the royal household of God. You are heirs to God and co-heirs with Christ. You've been raised up with Christ. You've been seated in heaven and you are called the body of Christ, the fullness of God. 
This is who God says we are. And if we're God's sons or daughters in business, we don't let the world set the standard for what God's kids do in business. No, we partner with God. We profit with a purpose and we go beyond world-class to build kingdom-class companies. We are Christ in business. And I want to encourage you to join us right now as we march the name of Christ to the top of the business mountain. Give Jesus his full reward and show the world we are his disciples. Here's a few ways you can do that. First, share this podcast with someone you know who is Christ in business. Second, subscribe and leave a review in this podcast app because that helps this podcast get found. And third, join the I Am Christ in Business Facebook group by going to thedavidrobertson.com slash group. 